Jennifer Demuth, Director of Health Promotion and Community Relations with the Tuscarawas County Health Department. And we're here today to talk a little bit about our goals for wellness. You know, as we enter into 2022 and, you know, start this new year, we want to think about our whole health and what we can do to be the healthiest we can be, not only for ourselves, but for the people we love, including our family members, our friends, and even our relationships. And I'm so happy to have our guests with us today. And with me are Allie Miller, our certified nurse practitioner who specializes in family medicine from the Tuscross County Health Department. Hi, Allie. Hi. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. And we're also very fortunate to have with us Amy Kayser. She's a registered nurse and our director of nursing at the Tuscross County Health Department. Hi, Amy. Good Hi, to have Jen. you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, ladies. Well, we're talking about, you know, wellness. And in particular, there's a program we have at the Tuscross County Health Department known as our Reproductive Health and Wellness Program. And I know oftentimes that term reproductive can be you know, a misnomer. It doesn't really cover all that we do, you know, with reproductive health. So, um, Amy, you know, what can you tell me about some of the services that we offer to men and women and even adolescents through the reproductive health and wellness program? Yeah. So first of all, a little bit of history. Um, Tuscross County Health Department has had a grant through the Ohio Department of Health through the Title X funding mm -hmm. to help provide services to individuals, not only in Tuscross County, but even outside of Tuscross County uh, with reproductive health. Um, the, the grant funds us to be able to provide services that maybe they wouldn't be able to get elsewhere mm -hmm. because of their insurance information or just their age, things like that. So thankfully, we've been able to have that grant for quite a few years, and we've been known in the area as the place to go for reproductive health services. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pause right there, you know, because yeah. we're talking about how people can pay for services. Yeah. Um, so my understanding is then those who maybe don't have insurance or have insurance that's maybe inadequate, maybe they have a super high deductible, um, they could come to the Tuscross County Health Department and get services either at no charge or for a discount. Yeah. So we have a different layer of mm -hmm. to the onion with that I should yeah. say um, yeah if individuals have insurance of course we can bill your insurance for that okay. if individuals do not have insurance um, because of the grant um, you know we do take donation um, those kinds of things however we also have on staff we have a contracted navigator mm -hmm. who assists resi uh, residents of the county or outside of the county with um, looking at the marketplace seeing what they are eligible for they may be eligible for Medicaid or some insurance that they're not aware of okay. um, that could help pay for services as well we also also have the ability to offer a sliding fee scale mm -hmm. for individuals as well. So we don't turn anybody away from this particular program because of their inability to pay. That's really nice to know. So yeah. if you have insurance or if you don't, uh, don't despair, call us at we'll the Tuscarawas County Health Absolutely. Department. That is so good to know. Yep. And then what are services? Again, some of those yeah. services? Yeah. So again, we look at reproductive health as a whole and Allie will go into that a little bit more, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But it's more than just a, a woman coming for their annual exam um, and their PAP, that kind of thing. We also want to look at... Um, individuals who might be wanting to become pregnant and are they healthy enough to become pregnant? What do they need to do mm -hmm. to get healthy to become pregnant? Um, if individuals are coming in, we can do pregnancy tests. We can do, um, if they decide they want birth control, we have various options that, mm -hmm. you know, Allie can go through as well. Um, and we help the individuals make those decisions. Um, and just looking at their overall health um, 
as for men and for women, Mm -hmm. uh, making sure that they're the healthiest they can be if they want to have children or not. And if they don't want to have children and they're not childbearing years anymore, how can we help you with menopausal symptoms, things like that? So, you know, we look at it from one end of the spectrum to the other. Right. So you really, you know, as people are out there and they're thinking about their new year goals and wanting to have total health and wellness, you know, starting with an appointment for reproductive health and wellness sounds like a good starting point. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's something we all put on the back burner and say, I think I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> yep. And before you know it, you know, three years have passed and, you know, that is something that you really need to keep an eye on because there's certain things if you catch early enough, it's, it's a lot more treatable Absolutely. or even curable versus waiting too long. And then you're in this rut of having to keep treatment up or, you know, have other appointments that you didn't really need to have because, you know, you didn't do something preventative. And so you kind of touched on this, you know, how we run the whole gamut from, you know, someone maybe looking to have birth control to someone who maybe has menopausal symptoms. Um, but what would you say is the typical age range, you know, for the patients? We see all age <laughs> ranges, really. I mean, yeah. we see as young as what, 14, young 13, as 14, 14, all the way up through. I, I mean, I've seen women into their late 70s come in for reproductive health. And I think that's awesome. You know, there's a lot of yeah. preventative things that we still do that mm-hmm. I think is important that they they come in for those appointments. Okay. Even for the men too, mm-hmm. you know, having yeah. issues with men and, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of things, um, you know, our reproductive health doesn't go away just because we're not in that typical, what we think childbirth is yeah. like yeah. 20 to 35, whatever that yeah. is, you know, I mean, we have to be pay attention to our reproductive health throughout our lifetime. Absolutely. And with maybe some of the older patients, do you provide referrals for say, you know, mammography oh, yeah. and things yeah. of that we, nature? We make sure that they're plugged into the right specialist, whether mm-hmm. or not they need referred, we take care of that. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And refer to mammograms. Absolutely. All right. And I have to cover this because it's a little known fun fact. Men can get breast cancer too, isn't that right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, even a man, you know, maybe he's concerned, you know, he's found something, you know, on his chest that doesn't feel like it should be there, you know, make an appointment, come see us. Would that be true? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Very Again, good. This, this isn't just a woman's issue. I think a lot of people think reproductive health is just a woman's yeah. issue mm-hmm. and it's not. I mean... It's yeah. a man and a woman's issue. So I think the men need to take just as much responsibility for the re- their reproductive health as women feel they need to. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, very good. Um, and so I really feel like I have a good understanding, you know, from you, Amy, as to who can come and what types of services we offer. And you had touched on a little bit about, you know, what are the, some of the things you look for um, and that Allie could maybe go into some detail with that. So what are the things you're looking for say the typical adolescent patient who comes in and i know oftentimes uh teens especially can be really nervous about that first appointment i think that's honestly i think it's everyone that comes in for that appointment yeah um when i have a new patient come in especially a younger female or even a male they come into um i like to sit down with them and talk before i even have them change for their exam because i think it's important to build that rapport Mm -hmm. Um, but then a lot of times i spend the first part just educating you know breast exams self-exams things that are important um vaccinations Mm -hmm. um and then usually at that point they feel comfortable enough that we can go ahead with the exam but most of the time i just think getting the patient to feel comfortable and understanding that Everyone has to do this. This is important for your health. You know, this is part of being a woman or a man, you know, mm-hmm. and that usually helps ease their nerves a bit. 
You know, sometimes people think that just teens that are engaged in relationships Mm -hmm. need to have reproductive health, but there are also those teens who might be having really uncomfortable periods um, who might need to come and get help for that. You know, could you speak to that a little bit and some of the things available to help? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, you know, not all birth control is used for prevention and pregnancy. A lot of times we use it in younger women for painful periods, acne, um, hormonal imbalances. We use it in older women as well for some menopausal symptoms. So, you know, um, again, it's educating the patient, listening to the patient, listening to the mom of the patient, you know, what the concerns are, and then just having that transparent conversation of, you know, this is what we're going to use it for, and this is how you're going to use it. And usually that tends to, you know, alleviate any concerns. I, I think Parents will come in and they get a little nervous um, having that conversation. And I can, I mean, my kids are younger, but I can identify that that would be a hard conversation to have as a parent. So really giving them the information of why we're doing this, what this is going to do in their body so they can understand it, you know. Yeah, that's wonderful. And, you know, we've talked about parents and obviously we do have concerns about our teens, daughters and sons. Uh, But, you know, there are unfortunately a lot of teens out there who are from homes where their parents aren't able to be very active. You know, maybe the parents have multiple jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, What would we say to that teen? You know, can that teen still make an appointment and come in on his or her own? Yeah, yeah, they can still come in, and okay. um, we actually have a privacy. Yes, yeah. um, with the Title mm-hmm. X program, mm-hmm. um, we do have that protection or that ability to see teens mm-hmm. um, without a parent yep. being available, you know, to them. Um, you know, we do encourage them when they do come in without a parent, <clears throat> excuse me, to have that conversation. We actually give them information on how to start that conversation with their parent. Oh, we nice. really try to encourage them to involve their parent in their reproductive health decisions. Um, But again, under that Title X federal Mm -hmm. um, grant that we have, um, we can see teens um, without a parent being, being present at the, at the time of the appointment. Yeah. I mean, that's good to know. I, you know, I know some people who have parents that work all the time and wouldn't be able to get to the health department, but maybe want their child to have that care, you know, and so they can Or unfortunately some teens that are out there and their parents aren't involved for whatever reason Mm -hmm. or unable to be involved for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. you know, they still have an avenue to come and get some assistance. It gives them a little bit of autonomy in their Mm -hmm. own health too. So that's nice. Okay. And now, you know, we've talked about birth control. What are some of the birth control options that we do have available and that we can provide at the health department? So we offer birth control pills. We have those in um, in stock that we can give to people on the sliding scale if we can't send it to their pharmacy. But then also I'm certified to do Nexplanon insertion. Nexplanon insertion. I was going to say, and what is that exactly? So that is, it's a form of birth control that it's the bar that goes in the arm. So okay. that's nice for some ladies who get the depot shot and they feel that they're doing well on the depot. We can advance them to the Nexplanon. So it's a little bit of a longer, I mean, it is a longer um, time frame. It lasts for three years versus three months. So that's kind of oh, nice. Okay. Um, and then recently I was trained in IUD insertion. So now we offer that as well. Okay. And so you have a lot of options and yeah. it sounds like just from what you said earlier, you probably take the time to really explain. Yeah. We those talk options. through all the options and really figure out, you know, their lifestyle is going to also determine which one we, we go with. So right. there's a lot of different, you know, variables that play into that okay all right yeah like the individual that won't remember to take a pill every day or (laughs) you know have to come in every three months Mm -hmm. for the injection they do have some options 
you know, to help them make those those decisions, which is really nice. Yeah, that sounds good. You know, um, what about, you know, the people out there who think, you know, oh, I only need to go to the doctor if I have a problem. You know, why is it so important? You know, we're talking about the new year and, you know, just making sure you're getting well and getting those appointments in the first part of the year. You know, what would your advice be? You know, why do you feel like getting regular reproductive care in particular and wellness in general care, why is that so important? Why should a woman or man make that a priority, especially younger adults and teens who tend to say, I only go to the doctor if I get sick, you know? Yeah, that and that's so common. Mm-hmm. Even older people come in and they're like, I haven't been to a doctor in 20 years. And you're like, whoa. Wow. Um, yeah. But a big part of it is the preventative portion, you know, the mammograms, the paps, the colonoscopies, the blood work, all those things you know, we can catch things way before it becomes a bigger issue, like Amy was saying. Mm -hmm. So that, and also just, of course, when they come in for an annual exam, it's not just the pelvic. I'm doing a full head to toe. I'm listening to lungs. I'm doing every part of the physical assessment. So if I do come across something that I'm like, that's not normal, we Mm -hmm. look into it. Yeah. So so like if their blood pressure is high that day, you can say, hey, we need to look at this. There's a reason that you should go to preventative Ah. appointments. You catch things that perhaps you wouldn't catch until they're a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And things they were able to catch now that they couldn't catch early even Mm -hmm. five ten years ago has just absolutely you know exponentially has gotten better so you know and there's so many more treatment options and things like that especially if it's caught early yeah um that they may not have that about you know availability to even have an option if it's later into the Mm -hmm. whatever it is that's going on with Mm -hmm. them so we know that certain things, you know, I think the average person knows that catching blood pressure problems early is a good thing, you know, so you can get care for that yeah. or catching high cholesterol early is important. Catching breast cancer early is important. <clears throat> but what are some things specific to reproductive system in women that are important to catch early? I'm thinking of things like entro- endometriosis um, and I think it's what? polycystic ovarian syndrome, you know, some of these things that later in life might make it harder for a woman to have a baby if they want to have a child, you know, are those things also important to kind of catch early to? Yeah. And in some of those things, you know, endometriosis, PCOS, you, you pick up on just from a conversation, you know, collecting that history and understanding if periods were irregular, certain things, you know, kind of flag you. And then that helps me as a provider to say, okay, we need some blood work on top of this, or we need an ultrasound or we need whatever. And so, you know, there are some benefits for sure to being able to do that. And also I think, um, like childbearing or going into childbearing age, we have a, a handful of women, honestly, that we've diagnosed with endometriosis in the last year and a half. They didn't know they had it, yeah. but wow. they were unable to you know, get pregnant. So we were able to have that conversation, get them referred to the correct provider and you know, they yeah. can go on hopefully get pregnant yeah now yeah. they have a chance those are yeah. some of the kinds of things we can find early and there's really hope for you know care and, yeah. and a cure. Well, even sexually transmitted infections oh, yeah. and diseases you know caught early because some of those are silent mm-hmm. so to speak and you don't know you have it until you get checked and some of those if they go untreated after a period of time or if it reinfects over and over again it can affect their ability to Mm -hmm. our pelvic inflammatory disease and other things and in men epididymitis and things like that that you know can really cause some Mm long-term you know correct outcomes that they don't necessarily needed to have yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know, you know, we like to think that there aren't sexually transmitted infections in our area, but it (laughs) Uh, it does happen. Chlamydia is the number one, well, other than COVID the past two years, chlamydia, since I've been in this position, has been the number one um, 
communicable disease transmitted in Tuscarawas County, followed by gonorrhea. So it's definitely in our county. Um, it's definitely something that we've been trying to address, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, through education. Yeah, go ahead, Allie. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What Amy's saying, uh, when I took this position, I was actually a astonished that's a lot (laughs) I was like whoa so it is I mean it's in our county it's something that young women and men I think you know they don't think about the repercussions and they don't get the testing done and like Amy said it can it can linger Mm -hmm. for a long time without any symptoms Mm -hmm. before you know it's caught and those are both infections that again if treated early they're very treatable And then it prevents further potential complications Mm -hmm. if we get treated, you know, for something like that. Absolutely. And then just doing a lot of education on the need for letting partners and also know and come in and get tested and treated, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because if not, it's just going to keep spreading. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when we talk about um, STIs and, you know, it's a little bit of an awkward thing, but I, I think it's important to say to, you know, someone might be embarrassed Right. Yeah. And and I think one of the beautiful things about the Tuscross County Health Department is we provide care for everyone. You know, there's no judgment. You know, no, there's not a perfect person no. um, yeah. out there. Uh, and so, you know, we really want to provide that care. It's about meeting that person where they are and yeah. treating them and helping them. And we're, we're not judgmental. Right. Yeah. Absolutely not. You know. Everybody has something. Oh, yeah. You know, and I know it's embarrassing for some. I know it's hard to talk about or bring up, but it is very important because, you know, the long term effects of this, and you might not think about it when you're younger, mm-hmm. but boy, when you get a little bit older and, you know, you're trying to get pregnant or something yeah. with the man down the road, you know, it, it's eventually going to catch up with you and then you're going to wish you would have. Yeah. So, when in doubt, get care, you know, make that one of your resolutions to come, you know, get that care, even though you may not have visible or you might not be experiencing symptoms. Mm -hmm. It's good to just be checked out better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. You know, we're talking about being inclusive and taking care of all kinds of people, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, a question I get a lot is, you know, can you help the people in our area that are maybe Spanish speaking? Um, So, you know, are we, do we have that capability of helping those? um, Yeah, absolutely. We also um, employ two full-time translators, interpreters Mm -hmm. um, with our staff. We do also have the ability, I use my phone a lot. I have the, you do too, the translate app, app. you know, and that's really good. Um, We have the one Latino group that we've worked with in the past for certain outreach events. Um, You know, so we very much um, like working with that. I was going to say, we see all, everyone. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) for sure. Great, great. I, I love hearing that, you know, we're really... At the Tuscarawas County Health Department, we're there. Right well, we've there. also and translated cool. information into Spanish. Mm-hmm. We've done CQI projects on how to best educate, and we have the, yeah. the pictures yeah. that we use yeah. and kind of look at, you know, how do certain populations best learn. Yep. And, you know, unfortunately, some of our Hispanics that come, you know, they don't read English, they don't read for some, and their dialects are different. Yes. So trying to find a way to be able to communicate on all yeah. of that level. Pictures are wonderful. Videos, you know, I'll pull my phone out sometimes, especially like so next but not enough. I'm going to be putting one in a Spanish speaking patient and you tell them I'm going to put a bar in your arm. 
they don't, they don't quite right. comprehend yeah. what you're yeah. saying, you know? Mm-hmm. So pictures, videos are really nice tools that we use as well with the translators just to help. And when you talk about pictures and videos, that's really kind of helpful with anyone, no yeah. matter what oh, language yeah. you speak, I imagine. Definitely. We've used the pictures with the teens and uh-huh. things yeah. like that that yeah. we've come up with. And I think uh-huh. I'm a visual learner. So for me, it makes sense to show someone what I'm talking about. Yeah, for know? sure. Well, and then I kind of went back to teens. Um, something you hear a lot about is the HPV, mm-hmm. you know, vaccine, and um, you know that hasn't been out as long as some other vaccines. Um, was that something you would recommend, you know, as a nurse practitioner, Allie, that people get? And what would be the age, kind of, uh, what would be the age levels that f- someone should consider getting that? Sure. So, it CDC recommends starting at nine. 9 to 14, and that would be a two-dose series. Mm-hmm. I guess I should back up. Do I support this? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I mean, I think... What this, does it do? This prevents cervical cancer, and okay. some studies are showing is preventing other types of cancers, other type of reproductive cancers. So for me, I'm, as a parent, as a provider, I'm looking at this saying... This, this is a no-brainer. At least for me, you know, my children, when they're old enough, will definitely be getting this vaccine. I think it's smart. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing how, you know, adolescents behave with one another and in general, people yeah. behave with one another. I think it's smart to protect yourself as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And this is a, I mean, this is obviously a great vaccine. Okay. Um, and then after the age of 14. So if, let's say you're you're late to the party, so to speak, you can still get that vaccine. Is it up to age 36? Yeah, and they're actually looking at extending, extending that. It. So that they, right they've even COVID, seen the benefits. They were right. talking about that. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at the benefits even beyond that yeah. for individuals. So, yep. you know, I think a lot of hesitancy on parents is, oh, my teenager isn't going to have sex and they link it to a sexual yeah. mm-hmm. kind of thing and not the cancer part of it. And I think, yeah. you know, doing that education that we're trying to get out there about it, like you said, it's yeah. the cervical cancer part that is right. the benefit of this vaccine. You're exactly right, though. It's when you bring up the HPV to a parent, all they hear is my kid is sexually active. And that's not at all what I'm trying to explain is mm-hmm. that eventually they're probably going to be. So we need to stay ahead of that. You know, mm-hmm. we always need to be staying ahead of that. Yeah. Okay, so something you would recommend. Great. Absolutely. So that's something you give, I'm sure, at the Tuscarawas County Health Department. We have it available, absolutely. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad I asked. Um, and then, you know, what about pregnant women who need vaccines? You know, maybe they're going to a different um, obstetrician, but their obstetrician says, hey, you need this vaccine or this vaccine. Is that something that we can also provide at the Tuscarawas County Health yeah, Department? Yeah, we do offer the TDAP. Mm-hmm. Um, they come with a prescription. We can yep. absolutely administer that for them um this time of year flu vaccines yeah, flu shots are big. you know other vaccines that you know that they may need to be caught up on we can absolutely you know yeah. within the safety guidelines for the you know for the baby we absolutely have those available and when we talk about vaccines from the hpv vaccine to vaccines someone might have when they're pregnant or any other vaccine um how can people pay for those you know if they come to the tuscarawas county health department for a preventive vaccine right again uh, through insurance okay um, we do bill insurance um if they are um, 18 and under and on Medicaid or don't have insurance, um, those individuals, we have a VFC program, vaccines for children. Mm-hmm. So they could maybe qualify for, for that program as well. Um, so we do work with them um, as far as, again, trying to figure out how we can help them get what they need. So again, you know, even if they don't have insurance that we can bill, don't let that be a barrier to getting a vaccine that your doctor thinks you should have. Is that yeah, again, correct? we can work with you on that. Okay. It's really good to know. Well, ladies, I think we've covered this really well, but one question I have yet is, you know, um, 
What are some little known fun facts about reproductive health and wellness that you wish everyone knew? Is there anything we haven't covered? You know, something fun you facts. wish. Fun well, facts. Well, it doesn't, maybe not fun, but, you know, facts that like, wow, if I'd known that, if I'd only known that, maybe I would have had my appointment sooner, you know, or if I'd only known that, I would have had my child get their HPV vaccine, which I think you addressed, you know. Yeah. Um, is there something maybe we haven't covered? I feel covered? like 2020 is usually hindsight is better some, for some, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I think doing conversations like this is helpful yep. to get the conversation started. Um, again, it's not a topic that we sit at the lunch table and talk about. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a topic of conversation. Like, you know, yeah. you talk about your blood pressure. You can talk about your yeah, uh, appointment, well, but you're not going to be talking about, you know. Public exams. Right. Yeah, no. Right. You know, or, you know, I need to go get my STD check. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's <laughs> but it's just like, as important. It is just as important. And I think bringing... Breaking down that stigma mm-hmm. yeah. is is yeah. what's difficult. And I think until it were, just like with other things, you know, for a while you couldn't talk about depression. You couldn't yeah. talk about, exactly. you know, and I think as those stigmas break down mm-hmm. and having these frank conversations, I know when I'm out doing, you know, things, I just say, I'm going to use correct terms. I'm going to use, right. <laughs> you know, correct right. anatomical positions, you know, yeah. things, because that's it. This is how our body is. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's just something, mm-hmm. you know, it's like one to the dentist. You still need to take care yeah. of those things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything you can think of? Um, I mean, really just kind of going back to even just once a year, if you make that appointment, just once a year is enough for whatever provider you're going to, to pick up on anything that could be potentially an issue down the road or is an issue currently that you're just not aware of. So. Mm-hmm. For me, it's all about prevention. So yeah. if they can get in there, that's going to give me the opportunity to at least look and make sure that I feel everything looks good. All right. So use that new year as a reminder yeah. to get your wellness appointments made. Come Lord in knows and 2020 and 2021 were a hot mess, right? Yeah. So yeah. Let's take bit. care of ourselves in 2022. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. I yeah. think that sounds like great advice. And yeah, it's to still do very that, important. Yeah. And to do that, you know, how would someone, you know, make an appointment for the Reproductive Health and Wellness Program at the Tuscross County Health Department? Yeah, sure. So they can call into the health department mm-hmm. at 330-343-5555. And it's extension 174 or 178. That's our scheduling department. Mm-hmm. Um, just let them know what you're wanting to come in for. We'll help you get, you know, the next available appointment mm-hmm. um, that, that that we have. Okay. Um, so we're hoping to expand those hours, you know, back up again. Mm-hmm. COVID's kind of like crunched us down. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we will do our best to work you in. And, you know, we again, we don't turn anybody away because of their inability to pay. That's so good to know. Mm -hmm. All right. So is there anything else we need to really cover about reproductive health and wellness today, ladies? I don't don't think so. I think that's... Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it's, you know, very important that you take care of yourself. And um, this is one thing you can do for yourself. Yep. Yeah. All right. I agree. Well, thank you very much, Amy Kayser, Director of Nursing, and Allie Miller, a nurse practitioner with the Tuscross County Health Department. So thankful to have you here. And uh, viewers and listeners, please take time in 2022 and every year to prioritize you and your health. Make that appointment for your annual reproductive health and wellness visit um, really take care of yourself because when you take care of you then you are in better shape to help all the loved ones around you thank you so much this is jennifer with the tuscarawas county health department